0: Calling all my footy fans from all around the globe. Straight out of NYC, this is The Line Breaker. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome to The Line Breaker. My name is Pano. I'm Dimitri, aka Juicy. And we are back to preview and give you your thoughts. Not, Not your thoughts. Give you our thoughts. On what's gonna go on in this Premier League weekend? So, um, last week was uh, last week was something, and by something I mean I was not a happy camper. That's for sure. Why is that? Let's just say that uh, one of my worst predictions of last weekend was that Chelsea to win three one.
1: Yeah, Chelsea's not great this year. Um, could be relegated off chance but could be
0: relegated safe to say that i'm not going to be as kind to the blues this weekend regardless though dimitri how are you feeling about last week's results
1: i think my predictions did well especially later on but um i did get that city one wrong was looking good until it wasn't
0: hey man look too big to fail that's why I see City. Um, I'm happy to say that um, if you got on to the Callum hudson Adoy stocks early like I did, then you're definitely uh, doing well right now. Scored a banger this weekend. You you saw that goal. Come on. I know you did.
1: Don't, don't think I did. I think I missed that one.
0: Did you actually miss the Callum Hudson-Odoi goal for Nottingham Forest?
1: Yeah, I think I missed that one.
0: <sighs> you're useless. Um anyway, they should have come out with a result, uh or it should have come out with a win. I thought that they dominated broadly but hey man, it is what it is. What are we gonna do? Um so to recap, uh I think Dimitri did better than I did in regards to his predictions. Um This week though, it's a it's a new week, a new opportunity for us to get some picks. We are now in game week. What game week is this? Six, it's game week six. Unless you're Luton and Burnley, um. So yeah, game week six. We got some big games. It's gonna be some fun games. We got a couple of London derbies, and um, and some fun matchups. So um, we're not gonna go too crazy giving you predictions for this weekend. We're gonna like skim through, and. You know, pick some of the ones that we think are interesting and then and we'll take it from there. So we're going to start things off with the first match of the day for Saturday. That is a London Derby Crystal Palace versus Fulham. And uh, this has draw written all over it for me.
1: Yeah, I, I could see this being a draw. I think it's going to be... Uh... If you're a neutral and you don't know, it could be an exciting match though. I, I do... I do not see a scoreless draw in this match. Could see a one-one or a two-two.
0: Um, it's it's important to note that Crystal Palace have a lot of injuries. Al- although they are high-flying, they have a lot of injuries, including one of their leaders in defense, and that is Mark Gehe, or Mark Ger-hi, I should say. Um, Andre Ayew, Jefferson Lerma, Tompkins—they're all hurt. So, and new signing Mateus Franca. Also seems to be injured, whereas um, on the other side, Anthony Robinson is injured for Fulham, and he's day to day. He is day to day, so it all really depends, but overall, I I think this is going to be a draw. This has draw written all over it for me, but this isn't, I wouldn't say this is the most attractive matchup of the day. Um, The next game that's coming up is a relegation battle. At Kenilworth Road. that That's Luton's ground, right? Kenilworth Road? Did I get that right? Kenil, yes, Kenilworth Road. Relegation battle between Wolves and Luton Town. Uh, have you given much thought into this fixture?
1: You know, I think I was wrong last week. Because I did predict that Luton was going to get points. But this is the week. Home. To- second, second home game so far. To a not so great Wolves team, I think they'll be able to get some points in this game.
0: I could honestly see it too, um, especially if this Wolves team really is going to get relegated, like I'm so confident they will. I think I think this is the time for Luton to take points, so I'm I'm going to give that. Or we're going with draws right now. Okay, so so that's we're going to go for there. Um, next game, my boys, Nottingham Forest. You got to root for someone, right? Uh, versus Manchester City. One-way traffic, right?
1: One-way traffic, pretty much. The entire game, easy victory for Man City in this one.
0: Now, the one takeaway that I want to take from this game, and it's something that I think we haven't thought too much about so far, just because I think they've gotten a little lucky so far, and that is for City... The only threat right now is injuries. That is their only the only threat, I think, to their title defense. Um, their squad, as long as they keep everyone healthy, I think that there's no reason why they can't win this league at a canter. But the big thing is injuries. Obviously, Kevin De Bruyne is out until the new year, I believe. But all it takes. Is for more players like Bernardo Silva, Jack Grealish, John Stones, even Mateo Kovacic, to you know to reach the treatment room, and I think that things can start to unravel for um, for Pep Guardiola's men. Um, obviously, he still has fit players like Mateus Nunez, Phil Foden, Calvin Phillips. You remember Calvin Phillips, right? No, he he, he plays soccer still sometimes. Yeah, I remember him. Like 30 minutes a season. So he's still got players like that. But um, at the end of the day, he's got to make sure that he keeps people healthy. So I think that's what's going to be the big thing keeping City in the title race is staying healthy.
1: You think he'll uh, have a full squad out there against Nottingham? Or will
0: he rest your usual starters Honestly, after the Champions League, he, you would think he might start some people, right? I mean, look again, Silva, Grealish, Stones, and Kovacic are injured. They're not going to feature. So is De Bruyne. That that's a big group right there. It's a big group of players to not be fit. Um, so. I he doesn't have any other choice but. To sit people out, I know I worded it before that Grealish and, and um, Stones and Kovacic and Bernardo were were healthy and they can't get hurt. But what I meant to say was that they are unhealthy. They're 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 hurt right now, so that's going to be hurting City. So they have to get through this game. I think this is going to be the kind of game where they're they're going to have to scrape through. I mean, we say that, like, almost every week, but then they
1: just make it look so easy. Like, they go, even in the middle of the week in the Champions League, they went down, and then the second half started, they scored two quick ones. I feel like that happens in every City game. You can never count them out. They could score two or three goals within five, ten minutes, and the other team is just shocked. So, I don't know about Scrape by. I mean, their last few Premier League results, you would have expected them to, uh, one by a bigger margin or scored a lot earlier to make the game a little more comfortable. They did have some late winners, but, um, overall, I think it's going to be, uh, pretty much a walk in the park for the most part.
0: I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. I still think they're going to come out with the W though. So, so that, that, that's what I'm settling on for, for that game. Next game, we got Brentford Everton. Do we even, do we even touch this game?
1: Ever- Everton, Everton, I think this is the year they get relegated and I think this is going to be one of those games where they lose and people say, wow, this, this really is the year. It's, it's these games where they lose and you say to yourself, this is the year.
0: I actually disagree. I think they're going to get a result here. Brentford lost to Newcastle last week. Um, I think they're kind of, trending more down towards normal after they had a really hot start. I think Everton gets a result. Dare dare I say I think Everton gets their first one of the season. Now and, that is a hot take. And and I think that Sean Dyche is going to just unleash Beto, their new signing who's been playing well. He's he's going to I think he's going to lead Sean Dyche's men to a nice victory here, especially after news, after big news here that seven 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 part or seven 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 partners um who is an investment group who invest in soccer teams slash world football teams are now in an agreement to buy the club which i think will be huge going forward for them but it begs the question everton are now going to be part of a multi-club model multi-club network of teams now I know I'm kind of going on a tangent here but I just want to list out the uh the portfolio of 77 part or 777 partners because they are another group that has soccer teams. So I'm I'm going to list them for you right now. Where why can't I find it? Ah, there we go. It's an interesting one. Genoa From Oh, we we mentioned them in our episode, actually. Genoa. In Italy, Sevilla. They own Sevilla. Standard Liège in Belgium. Melbourne Victory in Australia. Vasco da Gama, a very historical team in Brazil. And, last but not least, Red Star FC, which is a team in the lower divisions of France. Not to be confused with Red Star Belgrade. Um, So, yes. So those are the teams that they own and they're now in an agreement to buy Everton. So this could be good news this week for Everton in that they're going to get rid of their old ownership who obviously the fans have a huge issue with Um, and more good news. Obviously they're going to have a new stadium to be moving into soon, but that's not new news. And then the next thing is I think they're going to get their first win. Look, Beto looks like a very astute signing from Udinese and he's been playing well lately i believe he scored on his debut don't quote me on it though and their underlying numbers suggest that they should be doing better than they actually have been doing so you would think you would think that they do better this for this game week so i'm going with an everton win 2-1 wow no need for the awkward silence wow
1: I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna double down on Brentford after what you just double said. Double down. This team is falling apart. No way. This team will be falling apart until maybe the winter transfer window.
0: Why they have to buy someone to not fall apart? Pretty much. They uh, need
1: that influx of uh, cash.
0: I disagree. I don't. Well, I I don't know if the purchase is gonna be is gonna be done by then. It might be done. Might be done but I back Beto to beat the Bees. That's what I'm going for here. So that is that is Everton versus Brentford. Now, next game. Your boys Burnley versus Manchester United fresh off of By the way, we're speaking to you now on the Thursday right after Andre Onana absolutely capitulated and helped Oh, I guess I guess you could say helped Bayern Munich score score some easy goals, and route to a Manchester United loss. Can Onana bounce back this weekend? That's the question. Against newcomers Burnley, now Vincent Kompany tends to, you know, Vincent Kompany has a pretty good history against Manchester United. Uh, you think that's going to continue now that he's a manager? Um. One, your first thing, your first question, I
1: do not think Onana will bounce back. I think he will not have a clean game, as to say, even though, even if he doesn't concede, he will not have a clean game, he'll be very shaky, but I do see Man United conceding in this game, and Vincent Kompany's streak as a manager now will not continue as it did when he was a player. I can see Man United getting a result just on the attack, outscoring... The opposition. But I can see Burnley tucking one away. So I'm going to say 3-1 Man United.
0: Now, uh, I will say that Burnley definitely performed much better against Nottingham Forest uh, last week. Even though... It wasn't really last week. It was Monday. Um, Even though I think Nottingham Forest dominated, Burnley still played good. And actually, very interesting. Something that I learned... After watching the Burnley game from um, from Monday, is that they have a dual national on their on their team? I got you right now. He can represent a few nations. One of them is the United States, and he provided the assist for Burnley's goal. I got you right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who he is and what nations he can represent because he hasn't been capped yet. All right, I got you right now. So for now, at least, he's technically an Italian international. His name is Luca Coliochio. He was born in Norwalk, Connecticut. He played for Manhattan Kickers. He played for Manhattan Kickers, which is a, a local team for us. We played Manhattan. Did you remember ever playing Manhattan Kickers? We used to play them.
1: Yeah, we played them quite a few times.
0: Remember, they have a they have like an AC Milan looking badge almost. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah, we used to play them back in the day, which is kind of funny. 2012 to 2016, he was there. It says here he moved to some team, Royce, in uh, in the Segunda Division. Interesting, and then ended up at Espanol. From Espanol, this season he moved to Burnley, where he's been playing pretty good. He looks very fast, good player. Now he's he was in the U.S. system for a little bit. Since 2023, he's been in Italy under um, uh italy youth international but get this this boy can represent the united states canada nigeria and italy as he was raised in the united states to a nigerian father and an italian canadian mother that's that's wild united nations as that's actually what it is in it from, from basically you know new york metro area too because basically connecticut you know norwalk connecticut play for manhattan kickers that's new york metro um so so yeah i mean look he uh i think maybe big greg Burhalter can uh, get on the phone and start putting in some work because he looked pretty good on monday he looked fast raw but he's still young he's only 19 years old mind you forgot to mention that he's 19 yeah so I think Greg needs to put in some work because we've got to start recruiting some good players here at the U.S. because we, we need better. We always need better players, you know, because the LeBron James of soccer, you know, he can't, he can't go for that long, right?
1: I don't think he goes for that long, but uh, let's hear your pick. Stop uh, beating around the bush here.
0: Well, I think Manu's going to walk it. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to win like 3 nothing. because I, I think they're like due a, a result. Um so that concludes the Saturday games but speaking of some fun results this is what we got going the North London derby huge huge opportunity here for either Arsenal to cement themselves as title challengers and knock down their North London rivals You know, a couple notches because it seems like Tottenham fans have been getting a little too excited so far this season. And the other opportunities for Tottenham fans to cement themselves as, you know, legitimate top six, top four contenders and candidates for the season. I think whoever wins this game, I think a draw basically is where we learn, like we don't, not that we we learn nothing, but I, I don't think a draw does anyone good unless they're afraid of basically... What would happen if they lose, if that makes sense? Because I think a win for either team is massive for the rest of the season.
1: I happen to agree with you on a win being massive for either club. Although, I think Tottenham have just been playing so much better. Their their ball playing has just come so natural, it seems like. They haven't had any... Late game winners like Arsenal having to, you know, sweat it out. I think we're going to see a 2 2 draw in this game. And oh, I think, geez. I think, I think Arsenal falls behind in this title race.
0: You know, I would love nothing but for Arsenal to lose this game. But I can see what you're saying about a draw being bad for Arsenal. Because, like, arguably, right? Arsenal has the higher expectations. No, not arguably, obviously. Arsenal has the higher expectations of the two teams, right?
1: Yes. They're home.
0: They're home also. And, you know, this whole season, or so far, this whole preseason, and even last year when they bottled it, um, we've been hearing about how Arsenal are title contenders. So. These are the games that they have to be winning. You have to be winning the North London Derby. These are big points. These are these are good teams. You have to beat the good teams if you're going to win the title. You can't just beat up on the on the bad teams. And I agree with you again. Um, I don't think Arsenal has performed that well. I think they're a bit lucky to have the points that they do so far. I would love to see a little slip up from Arsenal here. Just so, you know, fans could be knocked down a couple of pegs. Um,
1: They're also coming off a European game in the middle of the week, whereas Tottenham uh, is are fully fresh. rested.
0: They are. Tottenham is fresh. Um, and
1: you can see that intensity maybe uh wear on Arsenal later in the game, which may benefit Tottenham if the game is close.
0: Here's the question. So you said 2-2 two, two draw? I did. Who comes out happier with that result?
1: It has to be Tottenham.
0: It has to be Tottenham, yeah, yeah. Going
1: away in a derby match early on against second favorites to, to win the title and you, you come out with a draw, I think I think that would make the players even bigger believers in Ange Ball at that point.
0: And I mean it obviously it depends on how the other results go for the other matches and we're gonna get to those. But Tottenham could cement themselves in second place with this result, because currently they are second.
1: Yeah, they could be in second, but they're also tied with a a certain team called Liverpool. Which who, we're gonna who, get to. You know, depending on what they do, could jump into second.
0: Well yeah, yeah, and, and we're gonna we're gonna get to that. Um so yeah, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a draw as well. Um, a high scoring draw. I think it'll be high scoring affair. I'm gonna go three three. It's gonna be a fun one. I hope it's gonna be a fun one. Speaking of fun ones, uh fresh off of a uh devastating result against the mighty Iac Athens champions of Greece. We have Burnley. no, nah, Brighton. Burnley. Brighton. Wow, that's how they played against Iac honestly. Um <laughs> uh, we have Brighton and Hove Albion playing Bournemouth. Um Bournemouth fresh off of a good result for them. They managed to get a clean sheet and draw against the almighty. Um
1: 13th Rele- place.
0: Relegation contenders. Chelsea. Um, so, so yeah, I think that this is a good opportunity for Brighton to get another good result. But I'm going to go with a but here. We keep picking Brighton to win games. They cannot win every game. They're going to have to stumble. Here are things that I saw in the Bournemouth versus Chelsea game that I think could give Brighton some problems Bournemouth are very fast on the transition they're super open against Chelsea for some unknown reason I don't know why the game was very open if they could stay a little bit tighter or I should say if they can harass and harrow the Brighton defense and put them under pressure and also be ready to pounce on the counter attack I think that they can cause Brighton problems this bournemouth team is not a bad team i did not have them being relegated for the reason that i think that they've improved their their squad they're getting money injected into them via bill foley and i think overall with the signs that they've made i think that they're going to be better off and i i think they look good i think dominic solanke is a very underrated striker in the league i really like how he plays and i'm not just saying that because he's a former chelsea youth product I thought that he was great against Chelsea. Probably should have had a, a goal against Chelsea as well, if not for a huge save from Robert Sanchez. It's, it's nice to have a goalie who doesn't have T-Rex arms. And, um, yeah, so I think that Bournemouth are going to give trouble to Brighton. I'm going to go with a draw here. Oh, and European Knights for Brighton. Uh, obviously, they could not handle hosting Greek people. I mean, I can't blame them, but... <laughs>
1: um, You know, they won... In all comps, they won three out of their last five. Talking about Brighton? Yeah, talking about Brighton.
0: They can't win them all.
1: I mean, they did lose to West Ham. They lost to Ike in the middle of the week in the Europa League.
0: Dimitri is very excited about that result, by the way, because he is an Ike Athens fan.
1: But I think they will be able to uh, get a result in this game, and I see them winning 2-0 think the winning streak in the Prem will continue.
0: Comfortable win for the Seagulls. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, that brings us to the game of the week. <laughs> we got the the almighty Aston Villa fresh off of their European Conference League campaign, in which they also lost to Legia Warsaw. Um, 3-1 was the score. And we have Chelsea fresh off of a disappointing 0-0 draw against Bournemouth. I'm gonna let you take this one. You take it. <laughs>
1: well, they lost three-two. They lost three-two. Oh, they lost three-two, like you so. But uh, I mean, if I take this, we're going straight into the depths of hell, where <laughs> Chelsea belong. You know, I said it last week. Chelsea wasn't gonna get a win. I'll say it again. Chelsea is not winning this game. I think the struggle will continue. You're going to see a team that just can't seem to put it together. And I just think it's going to be another heart-wrenching game. And you're just going to be devastated again. 1-1. More drop points, but in this case, guess one point more to avoid a a relegation.
0: Chelsea were very disappointing last weekend. Um... Let's just say I was not very happy, screaming expletives. You
1: guys have a whole squad
0: on the uh, injury list, I see. Uh, Yeah, over a whole squad. We even have a subs bench now for it. (laughs) Um, Injuries have been a huge issue for this Chelsea team, underperforming. We have not been able to put things together. We have not been able to score goals. Um, It's it's disappointing. I'm hoping that a win comes soon, but at this point, I, I think... (laughs) I think this last result really killed me because Bournemouth was there for the taking. They are very open. And this left-back Colwell thing continues. I think that Mudrick was very bright in the 60 minutes that he played. I wish that he played more, but I don't think he's completely match fit yet. But I liked having him there better than having uh, Ben Chilwell. And Mudrick should have had like two assists in the first half, like within like the first like 30 minutes. I thought that he played very well um Connor Gallagher missed not a sitter but it, sh- it was a chance he should have scored it within like the first 5 minutes or 10 minutes with like Mudrik taking on his man 1v1 so there's things there like um Caicedo seems to be hurt so that's another guy on the injury list um it's not looking too good for the blues right now uh i think going forward when i'm predicting Chelsea matches i'm just going to go for a nice 3 nil loss every single time how does that sound Aston Villa, by the way, are fresh off their European campaign. So this is a good test for them to see if they could handle the rigors of Europe. They were in Poland, correct? Yes. Not an easy trip. So this is a good test for them to see if they can cope, if they can handle the the European nights. And then basically Thursday and then playing immediately on the Sunday is not easy, especially when they're not used to it. So this will be a good test for them. And um, it'll be a good test for Chelsea's reserves to see if they can, you know, scrape a win and finally get a result because uh, it's not looking too good right now the 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 vibes are lower you know fans are not happy so I'm gonna go with a 3-0 Chelsea loss. <laughs> they can't score goals. they could keep clean sheets but they can't score goals. what do we got next?
1: next game Liverpool versus West Ham
0: oh this this is a big match. This is a big match. You, take you it want, away. You want me, oh, you want me to take it away? Take oh, it away. okay, okay, okay. All right. We got Liverpool versus West Ham. 5 0, Liverpool. No, I'm just kidding. Alexander Arnold is hurt, by the way. Um, we also have suspension for Virgil van Dyke. Correct?
1: Um. Don't see that here.
0: Footmob mob says that he's available, but I don't think he is. I'm pretty sure he's still suspended. Like I'm I'm very pretty sure. Oh, oh no, he is gonna be available. Okay. So Virgil van Dyke is back. West Ham, I think, are gonna to continue to drop. I think that Liverpool will continue to do well. And with that, I'm gonna go with a one-one draw. Really? Yeah.
1: A one-one draw.
0: West Ham gave Man City issues last week, did they not?
1: They did early on, but I don't. I don't. Liverpool see it. is not Man City. Yeah, but you know that doesn't that doesn't uh, transfer week over week.
0: Yes, but Liverpool's not Man City.
1: Liverpool's gonna give them goals. Mo Salah is gonna score. I mean, watching Darwin in the Europa League, was he's awful. He, He struggles to score. He gets so many chances, just can't score. So, I mean, if he's missing, you know, if he misses a million chances, I could see Liverpool dropping points. But for the most part, I could see Mo Salah tucking one or two in. By the way, West Ham having kept a clean sheet in their last 15 matches. So, it's safe to say that Liverpool will score, and I can see them scoring
0: plenty. It's also safe to say that West Ham will score.
1: Who's going to score for West Ham? Um Antonio Is he going to score 3 goals? Mavropanos? Is he <laughs> That's false. If he might start. Are they, uh, they going to score 3 goals?
0: Zuma was terrible last game. So was Agard.
1: Are they going to score 3 goals? No. Liverpool's Liverpool's taking this one.
0: Also, how do you know they're not going to score three goals?
1: I just know. I'm the expert.
0: You're you're the expert. I'm the expert. Uh, all right. A little I'm, I'm asking a 4-1 Liverpool. To 4-1 Liverpool? No way. It's not going to be 4-1 Liverpool. No, nah, no, nah, nah, I'm not buying that. Let's Oh, and also you, you want an answer for who's going to score for uh, for West Ham? James Ward-Prowse baby free kick. Lucas Paqueta. Oh, Mohamed Kudus
1: it's gonna go from four zero to four <laughs> one
0: to four <4-4. laughs> four jared jared bowen it's another a three pointer J- Jared <laughs> Jared bowen Mohamed kudu scored um scored today for west ham in their european game
1: they were they were playing uh, polish farmers
0: were they playing a polish team too oh sorry west ham west ham
1: west Ham no i think they were playing a Serbian team
0: Hmm. All right Dimitri think it's gonna be overwhelming uh i'm gonna I'm still going a one one draw that's what I'm going for. We have one more match left, right
1: Yes, we have Sheffield United versus Newcastle
0: our two favorite teams now I don't know why there are two favorite teams, but what I will say is Newcastle will continue to struggle. Sheffield gave man city issues early on in the year. they should have beat Tottenham. They collapsed in the last 10 minutes of the game in extra time. This one screams draw to me. Um, also, really? And I stand corrected. I stand corrected. Tenali has not settled in. He doesn't look like he fits in well with Bruno. They look terrible in the Champions League. They were lucky to come away with a draw because they were terrible. If AC Milan and Leal knew how to shoot the ball into the back of the net... We'd be talking about how Newcastle were humiliated on their first European night in decades. I think Newcastle were terrible, and I think that they're going to have a tough time against Sheffield United. Um, Sheffield United have not been pushovers so far. They were unlucky not to get a result against Tottenham, and I, th- I think this is going to be a draw.
1: Wow, you're doing Newcastle a favor here, giving them a draw. You think they're going to lose? I think they're going to lose. Looking at their previous five results, Newcastle has only scored three goals in five games, all comps. And, I, you know, like you said, Sheffield has been playing great. And I think they're going to break this trend. They haven't won at home in their last six matches. So I think this time around, they're going to get a 2-1 win over Newcastle.
0: They, they got to get a win in front of the Blades fans. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that's a good stat. That's a good stat to find. You gotta win eventually, right? You gotta win that game eventually.
1: You just have to, yeah.
0: And yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with that, Mamo. <laughs> so that concludes our Premier League predictions for game week six. Um, we're gonna be doing this kind of stuff more often. Maybe giving you some like a how do I say it? We'll probably be doing a show where we do a full recap of all the matches uh, later on usually on the Monday after but um you know Dimitri's is lazy so he didn't want to do it on Monday so that's why we didn't do it I just want to say I think you have um you have
1: six draws this weekend Have you been keeping count Yeah I think you uh you have Crystal Palace Fulham draw Luton Wolves draw um Arsenal Tottenham draw Brighton Bournemouth draw Liverpool West Ham you said draw (laughs) draw and then sheffield newcastle draw (laughs) how many games are there
0: (laughs) there's 10 games and you have six draws i wonder how many times it's happened that's probably happened before six draws
1: i mean we'll see if it happens this weekend
0: yo if if that happens you gotta start calling me the expert (laughs) you have to start calling me the expert oh man Six draws. Wow! I've not done myself. I'd feel like draws are just a cop out answer, right? Low key, is low key a cop out answer?
1: I mean, but if you're right, you're the you're the expert.
0: I am the expert. If I'm right, that's true. That's true. Um, Dimitri is keeping track, so we're gonna keep track of all of our predictions now, which which I, I love. I love you. He's a stat man. You know, that's what he does. He has a real job. So. <laughs> so um. So yeah, so those are our predictions for the game week. We're going to be reacting to all these matches when I'm inevitably wrong about everything on Monday. So tune in for that. Expect episodes to come out every Tuesday and Friday going forward when it comes to this stuff. Um, just when it comes to the Premier League stuff. And we'll probably do previews of the Champions League, which will be like a separate episode. Um, but that'll just be separate stuff. So with that in mind, thank you for joining us on this beautiful journey where we talk about absolute nonsense when it comes to the Premier League. Um, this was the line breaker, recapping, or not recapping, I should say predicting the results, previewing game week six for the Premier League. My name is Pano. I'm Dimitri aka Juicy. And we're out of here.